With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Spirit would would dwell among us tonight, Father, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. 
convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment to come, Lord. Forgive us of any sin that may be in our life, Father, any sin of the mind, any uh, sin of omission as well as sins of commission, Father. Keep Clean us up for fellowship with you tonight, Lord, and we'll give you all the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother Dave. Yes. Okay. Romans eight eighteen. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, not but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which had the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Repeat that now. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? All right. God yes, that there's it. Here it comes. Here comes one of the greatest in all of the New Testament. It's coming up shortly. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Go ahead, Brother Dave. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, 
or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen, amen, amen. That's one of the greatest in the New Testament. That's looking from, that's a purely fantastic promise. The whole half the chapter is, is relegated to our safety. Okay, our safety in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you have nothing to worry about. Though the flesh may suffer, though the outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day, the scriptures say. Brother Chad, read um, Psalms 91. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay. He that abideth with God, I mean, I'll put it in regular lingo. Your gods, you dwell in his shadow. He overshadows you with his figuratively speaking wings, as it's fixing to say. And he's going to go through a list. Go ahead, brother. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. 
Amen, amen. Amen. That's some amen. of the that's two of the greatest promises in the word of God for your protection. And like I said, in Christ Jesus you have nothing to worry about, even though this world surrounds you and we be encompassed about with every kind of evil that there is. As long as you're in Christ Jesus, you have nothing to worry about because you're going to live forever. Amen. Your inward man will not perish, and you will get a new body if this outward man perish. Like Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, For though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, Having this confidence that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it says in Philippians, to fear of a... Um, work out your own salvation individually. We're dealing with God on a fellowship basis, uh, day-to-day living. Work out your own salvation, not for your salvation, but work it out. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's some of the greatest verses in, in the word of God. You need to memorize them and claim them. Claim them. Quote them. Use them in times of trouble. The Bible says in Philippians, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I mean, Jack can go on and quote them on and on and on. But you should just uh, guess four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't know which one you are or your name, but you should get you a couple of these that the Holy Spirit speaks to you the the strongest through and memorize them and quote them and just rest on them, rest on them. In other words, I, you beside those promises that you memorize, you ought to. Take a pen, and when when you see, watch the Lord get you through some stuff that you had no idea you was going to make it through, you ought to write TP right beside it. T, like turtle, and P, as in positive. That TP, and whenever you're reading through and you're going through a bad time, you'll see that TP there, and you'll remember it stands for tried and proven. Anything else, guest? Uh, I will let you know if I get okay. Peter says in First Peter chapter four, verse one, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering.
that's part of our the, the suffering part is part of the, that's 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 what's missing from from true Bible believing Christianity today. They've got through prosperity and good fortune and material blessings. We've gotten away from the doctrine of God's protection and our Christian suffering, our 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 state in this life of what it's all about, of realizing that it's not about this life, but it's about the next. Everything that takes place here and what we're supposed to do in this short span of three score and ten is all about the other side, all about the new body and all about the kingdom. So if there's anything else you'd like, brother or sister, feel free to write it, and I'll do my best to answer it. But it's, before the program started, I was making a comment. I don't know who new has come in, but I've, I've said this before. I want to say it one more time. With love, but with all authority and seriousness. Oh, and before I say it, guys, remind me next Friday night that next Sunday night we will take communion on air, okay? Okay. We'll have communion on air, the Lord's Supper on air, okay? Remind me, remind me Friday nights so we can have people to get the elements uh, ready for um, for Sunday night, okay? Sure. Because it's been a year since we've, we've had communion and we should at least take it two times a year. It's no big deal about the amount of times you do it. Paul says as often as you do it. You know, you don't. There's no set amount of time. Not like the Catholics eating, uh, being cannibals every Saturday. It ain't like that. No. Good night. But as often as we do it, we do it in remembrance of Him. In remembrance. Amen. But as I was going to say, this pro this program here, folks, is as close to church service. That's what it is. It's an assembly, a Bible fellowship. And that's what it is. I, I'm not a talk show host. I'm a pastor teacher. I've been that way over 40 years. I, I was called years ago, answered the calling. I pastor churches. This is not a talk show. Host. This is not a talk show. Even though our venue is talk show, this is not a talk show. And I'm not a podcast operator like Rob Skiba and all this other bunch out there. And I expect it to be treated that way. That's the least that I ask. The prayer that's done here is probably there's more prayer that goes on, and I'm, I don't mean this. I don't know this for sure, but I, I've heard other people say that's, that's perused through all these programs. There's more praying that goes on in this program than all the others combined especially for individuals, because we care about the people that come in here. And we accept you just like a church member. There And therefore, I expect, as a pastor teacher, for you to conduct yourself the same way and operate as a church member. If you don't like that, then you should not be here. And I say that with love. If you don't want to be part of an assembly that obeys the commands and the laws that's laid down in the local assembly, then you should not be here. Very simple. 
that's not said with malice at all, that's said with love. As a pastor teacher, I expect to be supported like a pat, just as if we were in a building. I expect that because that's what the Word of God commands. Everybody lives in a free world now. They can just go to the internet and get everything free, and they and and the ones that have taken the challenge to bring an assembly over the web is a tremendous challenge. And I must say that the Lord, over the last going on five years now, has blessed us in degrees. But I expect that. Period. Because that's what the book says. I mean, uh, if, if, if I study... If I study and I labor for you, then the Word of God plainly says that it's supposed to be reciprocated as sheep, as flock, as members of the fellowship. Am I wrong, guys? Am I quote? Am I out of line at all? Or am I not quote? Am I not just telling you exactly what the book says? I would have yes. to. Uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent biblical. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture saith, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. So I live by the gospel, folks. By Paul said, they that preach the gospel should live with the gospel. That's what I do. I'm, I'm just laying this stuff out. I'm getting off of it. Don't get, uh, don't get your panties in a wad. I'm fixing to leave that subject, but I'm just telling you, that's what I expect. I expect it from the Lord, okay? Because there, it, that works both ways. You get the blessing as well as myself. Let him that teaches, let him that heareth the word communicate to him that teaches. Brother Dave, doesn't it say that in Galatians 10, 6, 10? Yes. I mean, I can, I can go on and on. People like to steer clear of those verses because it messes around with their backside, with their wallet, see? And the love of money is the root of all evil. And God loveth a cheerful giver, folks. That's part of one of the conditional promises, that if you give, God's able to make all things abound towards you, that you having sufficiency in all things, we won't go lacking for nothing that you need. I didn't say that you won't. I said need. And when we take communion, I expect you to take it along with me for if you want to be part of this assembly. Now, I can't stop you from clicking on and clicking in here. But you can't stop me from making comments that I make in reference when there's no fruit being born by what's being taught. Because you, the, the teaching that goes on here, you won't hear anywhere else. I try to divide it in between meat and milk. A lot of it I know is hard to understand. That is my fault because I'm teaching to a mixed audience. I'm teaching, to, and I'm even teaching to some lost souls. And I, and ever so often I will preach the gospel. I will give the gospel message. But I have, but I have to do it like shooting a shotgun. I can't just use it like shooting a rifle and zero in because I don't know my audience. 
But I just wanted to lay that out there and tell you and 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 be very plain about it in love. And I don't think, and since you understand me now, I hope we understand each other. Because there's some that come flying through here and flying out of there, and they they treat it like all these other podcasts and all this other stuff. That's not what this is about, folks. And we hope by God's grace, to take it to a different level in God's time. Amen, brethren? Amen. We we hope to take it to a different level to where we will see each other face-to-face and it'll be a face-to-face meeting just like a regular congregation, Lord willing. That's why there's nothing hidden about my life. I'm up front where I live. You can Google Earth it. You can see my front door. You can drive up to my front door and knock on it. I will answer the door. You can call me on the telephone. I'll either answer or you can leave a message. I'll call you back. You have my address. There's no pseudonyms. There's no fake names. There's nothing going on. I'm out in the open 100%. I live by faith, folks, period. My life is a testimony to that. That's not words. So, having said that, we'll get off that subject. Um, the other night, guys, remember when we went through that long list of scriptures about the good figs and bad figs? Yes. I just thought I'd throw this in there. I didn't say anything about it the other night, but, you know, I'm always talking about the law of first mention. You know the first place that a fig tree shows up? Please tell. It first shows up in Judges chapter 9, and it's connected with that half-breed bastard Abimelech. Uh, There was um, some noise there. Can you repeat that verse again? Judges, was it 9? Judges chapter 9. It comes up in context with the mixed-breed son of Gideon, Abimelech. Okay. So, just one, isn't that, isn't that weird? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's where it first occurs in Judges 9, in context with Abimelech. And, you know, he was a, he was a half-breed son from a, a daughter of another race, remember, when we said yes. Judges. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that one in there for y'all. So we're in um, Matthew chapter 21. We got to where Christ cursed the fig tree, and uh, we'll pick up right there and continue on. Did anybody ask anything, or any was there any other question in the chat room or anything? Let y'all scan over it before we go further. No questions. Okay. All right, Brother Chad. Matthew chapter 21, and start at the next verse below the cursing of the fig tree. I forget what verse it is. Brother Chad. Brother Chad, are you there? Brother Chad, are you there? 
Oh, he's off the phone for some reason. His icon isn't showing anyway. Okay, Brother Dave, um, I'll let you pick it up then. Okay. Uh, what what verse did you stop at again? The verse below the cursing of the fig tree. Okay. Matthew chapter 21, I'll find it yes. for you. Uh, okay. I got it. Okay. So, uh, 2120. I might as well read verse 19. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it, and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you ask, ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Okay, we'll stop right there for just a second. People, you know how people go to these these one-liner verses, and they claim these verses, and I don't know how many Mount Everest has been slung into the Pacific Ocean lately. Last time I checked, there weren't any. Okay? And when it says, whatsoever yes, you'll believe, that's all conditional. You It's conditional, but you've got to know the rest of the scriptures. Brother John says in his epistles, if, we, if what we ask, we know we have it because it's according to his will. If we ask it according to his will. We have the petition we desire of him. So that part is conditional. So I just wanted to throw that in there so there wouldn't be any um, wondering about it. That would be First John chapter 5. I think it's 12 and 13 or between 10 and 15, somewhere right in there. Maybe even sooner than that. But anyway, Brother Dave, continue on. Uh, I'm back in, Pastor. Uh, you back, Chad? Yeah, I'm back. The call dropped. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. Brother Dave, you go read that verse to him if you don't mind, and Brother Chad can pick up right here. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. No, I'm talking about First John. And this is the confidence oh. we have in him. The, the caveat, the condition okay. to the prayer. Right. What chapter in Matthew did you leave us in? Chapter 21, if, verse, tw- we're in verse 23. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that verse. 23? Okay, got it. What are we looking for? First John, chapter 5? Did you find that, Brother Dave? Got, uh, didn't find that verse yet. I'll quote it. And this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition we desire of him. 
That's a direct quotation. Uh, yeah, First John five fourteen. Good one. Yeah, I knew it somewhere between ten and fifteen. Okay, brother Ken, continue on. Okay, Matthew twenty one and twenty three. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if ye tell me, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or of men? Oh man, he had him over a barrel then. They had he had him over a barrel then. Them them hook nose son of a guns man, they didn't have a snowball's chance because they either way they answered, they were they were gonna cut their throat. <laughs> That's gonna have to believe on him if they answered in the affirmative from heaven, and if they said from men, then they were shot because they knew all the people thought John knew that John was from God. Uh, go, and, ahead. go ahead. And and they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they took the third route out there, I, that, that acting dumb. We cannot tell it. And he said unto them, and he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. Nanny, nanny, nanny. It was conditional, yes. They didn't meet theirs. Nope. Uh, verse 28. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. Okay. Now, I want you, folks, I want y'all to listen to this parable very close. Because it is so indicative of Christians, especially a young Christian growing older, or just indicative of human nature a lot of times. And we're talking about Christian here, okay? In this parable. Because you're going to find out, well, just let the Lord do it. Go ahead, brother. Keep on reading. Let him take you. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him, the first, Jesus saith unto them, verily. I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Yeah, absolutely correct. Christ Jesus came to save sinners, not the righteous. Christ died for the ungodly. Oh, dealing with self-righteous people sometimes. It can get under my skin worse than about anything. Because you've heard me say, Chad, and I've said on this program many times, 
those crackheads and those those homeless people, I worked with them when I was executive director and pastor at Faith Rescue Mission. I fell in love with them because there's one thing about it, at least the majority of them, they don't act self-righteous. <laughs> there's nothing about them self-righteous. They know they're lost, they know they're screwed up, and they're primed for the gospel. Yes. You get somebody that led a moral life. Folks, morality is not Christianity. Don't even think, don't even, Paul makes that clear. Don't don't try to mix the two, even though a Christian that's obeying God will be moral. A moral person is not a Christian. See, the world's got it bass backwards. The comment I made the other night, you can write all the, laws in stone you want to you can pass all the laws on morality you want to that's not going to force the person's heart to change spirituality real bible believing god honored holy spirit spirituality comes from the inside out not from the outside in It's the righteousness of God that makes you righteous, and that's in Jesus Christ. It's not what you do. What you do gains you rewards or no rewards or punishment at the judgment seat of Christ for not obeying. That's what that does. Your righteousness is on built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock you stand, all other ground is sinking sand. God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Or as it says in Romans 10, talking about the Israelites Paul's day, the Judeans of Paul's day, and they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Plain and simple. The law written in stone was not given to make a person righteous, was not given to give you the righteousness of God, but was given to show you that you could not obtain God's righteousness except it be given you of God. It was to condemn you. It was the schoolmaster to lead you to Christ. You'll find that in Galatians 1 and 2. And, and it, see, it, to see, that's contrary to Christendom. That's contrary to Catholicism. That's contrary to Methodism to a big degree these day, this day and time. And any type of true biblical teaching in Bible-believing Christianity is contrary to 99.999% of all denominations, Catholic or Protestant or Greek Orthodox. And now that the now that the quote unquote Protestant church is trying to marry back up with the whore in Rome, 
you won't be you won't be able to tell the difference. Anything anything that's works related to salvation is not of God. Anything. It's for by grace through faith you're saved. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because you were created. You are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, see? Not for salvation, for reward. For inheritance, position, and reward. We've been over it ad nauseum on this program. And we'll continue to go over it because of new people that come in. And if it if anyone in the chat room is planning on staying with this small assembly and you want to go back over that stuff, always feel free. Any of that any of that any of that doctrine, that sound doctrine that you want to go over again, we're gonna hit it when we get to Romans. First and Second Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians. When we get there again, but if if any of y'all want to go over it again anytime, just let me know and I'll be glad to do it. Because this program's not about Brother Don. This program is about y'all, and it's for y'all. The teaching is for you and your your growth in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and your close relationship and fellowship with God the Father. That's what it's all about. It's not about a bunch of woo-woo subjects where you can run around and brag about something you know that nobody else knows. No, it's not about that, even though there's some of that here. I try, probably in a failing way, to keep it a, a balanced program, have a balanced service. So we don't get off on one thing instead. And all we talk about is this hidden knowledge here, that hidden knowledge there, and that's all we talk about. Because Paul said, I, I, I preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. I claim to know nothing else other than Jesus Christ and him crucified, even though he's the one who got all the mysteries from God revealed unto him, and he was the smart one. But the bottom line is Jesus Christ. Always is, here, always will be. And always will be put on the pedestal and in the preeminent position where he belongs. Amen, amen. Continue, Brother Chad. Yes. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at First Corinthians chapter 2 where, you, where that quote was from. <clears throat> um. Okay, so, uh, yes, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might believe him. Here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about, and digged a winepress in it, 
and built a tower and led it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him, and cast him out of the vineyard, and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman. You know, that shows how spiritually derelict they were. (laughs) Yes. They couldn't even understand that the Lord was talking about them is right in front of their face, because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They were blind to it, even though he was talking about them. Continue on, brother. And will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman, which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures, The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And Paul quotes that verse, so does Peter, and it comes out of the book of Daniel. In Daniel's prophecy, that stone um, made without hands that comes down and crushes, finally crushes the toes, the ten kingdoms at the end, that's that stone. Stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, as the scriptures say. Go ahead, brother. Therefore, say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. Now, let's stop right there for just a second. Yes, yes. Who's he talking to? Judea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Israel. Mm, yep. Judah, Israel. So he's talking to. Good and bad figs. Yes. Now, he says it's going to be taken from them and given to another nation. And they're going to bring forth the fruit. And Lord, did we ever. Lord, did we ever. In the place where I said, I am not your God and you're not my people, there you shall be called the sons of the living God. Hosea chapter 1, Romans chapter 9. Along with all the other, the, uh, I say all the other. There's not that many of them. You count them, but they're scarce as sin's teeth. It's the white Christian nations that turned the world upside down. Can't get around that. Can't get around it. All the exceptions, all the exceptions do. Folks, listen, people get me wrong sometimes. I'm not advocating 
every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there, kink eyed slam, I'm, I'm not advocating other races. I'm just telling you what the Bible says and telling you that exceptions prove the rule. There's exceptions all through the Word of God. Ray, you want you want me to start naming them? Read the book of Ruth. Read about Rahab. Read about what Elijah done. About the Shunammite woman. Read about the Gentiles. Read about Nahum, the Syrian. All that stuff. See, the Lord, it's all set up through the Old Testament. Some people just don't want to get it. They just don't want to get it. So continue on, brother. Brother Dave, you got anything to say about that? Amen. Got anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, no. Okay, okay. Continue on, Chad. Yep, hallelujah. Verse 44. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. You better believe it, and you better fall on that stone. You better submit to that stone. You better fall. That's a sacrifice. That's repentance. That's humility. That's bowing the knee. That's giving yourself over to servanthood, slavehood, doulos, sold, bought with a price, redeemed, bought back. Okay? That's what that's all about. And the ones that run around stuff-shirted and the heathen and the, the wicked run around stuff-shirted and self-righteous, it's going to crush. Continue on. And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. Uh-oh, they got a clue. <laughs> and they they figured it out right at the end. <laughs> But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. Yeah, the fear of man brings a snare. If there's been any there with kahunas, they just grabbed him up and killed him in. No, no, no. They got to connive around and conspiracize, if that's a word, form some kind of conspiracy. Anyway, try to cover their own tail. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Folks, there's only two. Listen to me. Check me out. Any of you new listeners, new downloaders, any of you people that bless your heart or are fortunate enough just to be able to work a job and have a family and enjoy this life and go to church on Sunday maybe or just normalcy that don't buy that you know that don't buy it don't listen to any conspiracy or don't un, don't or don't get into it in any way bless your heart for the simple mindedness most sheep are that way but there's only two types of history there's not three there's not four there's two there's the happenstance form of history where things just happen by chance according to what man does here, according to his actions, or there's the conspiratorial view of history. 
One of the best books on it was written by Dr. Ralph Epperson from Arizona State University. I don't know why they wrote all the books on it, because it's in, it's in Psalms too. I mean, there it is right there, the oldest conspiracy in the world. History, it, no dog, I'm not talking to you. It's either conspiratorial history, or it's either happenstance history. And some of you have come along enough now to know that it is beyond any shadow of a doubt, according to the book, see, not according to what you picked in shows, but according to the book, it's conspiratorial history. That's the one. Figuring out which is the right conspiracy and the angles and all that stuff. Now, that's a whole different ball game there. whole different ball game. A lot of people just think that stuff just happens by chance and, oh, there's no, there's just bureaucrats up there in Washington and over in Rome and England and, and Moscow and Beijing and you know whatever that's just that's just bureaucrats and that's just what people do and it causes it to happen cause and effect history okay I guess you that'd be the simplest way to break it down cause and effect history anybody with spiritual sense today with just the slightest amount of research on true, looking at true research, not fabricated, not planted, not somebody's imagination, but true research can immediately can immediately pick up on and see that history is conspiratorial. Amen, brethren. Oh, amen. Amen. One hundred percent. And and on that uh, topic, there, brother, I just want to go to the text here. Where they were, they thought they were going to steal him, steal his vineyard, steal his 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 inheritance. This is the son of God they're talking about. They put him on the cross, and they thought, oh, he's dead. And I'm talking the Ephesians six twelve. Those got those guys right. We put him on the cross. We kill him. We get it all. Well, wow. um, in First Corinthians chapter two, it says if they had known that he would rise again, they would never have killed the Lord of glory. Exactly what I was thinking just there and then, because they thought they had it wrapped up. He's dead, he's on the cross, he's gone, kingdom of heaven is ours. Not long from now, we're going to get the kingdom of God. We've got nothing to stop us now, but lo and behold, three days later, hallelujah. That's right. That's where the victory was won, when that when that stone rolled away and he stepped out of that tomb. That is it, man. Oh. That's the big day, and guess that's your protection right there. That's the re- that you can rest assured. That's not only your salvation, but that's your that's your that's your everything. Is Christ come up from the dead? If Christ did not come up from from the dead, Paul said, "We're of all men most miserable, and we're dead in our sins." Mm-hmm. That's it. That's and and that's and I sometimes I get just plain down vulgar about it sometimes and and just say, folks, he's either uh, he either came up, if he didn't come up, just go get high or drunk or something and stay that way because this life's all there is. Be one hundred percent selfish. 
Why not? There's no repercussions. You're not going to have to pay for any of it. Why not? The sad thing is, Pastor, so many people actually believe that and are doing that. That's the reason I'm saying it. That's the reason I'm saying it, because the majority of people do think that. But but what you get is you get people trying to to get a Duke's mixture and mix it together. See, they want to mm-hmm. have their cake and eat it too. <laughs> As Marie Antoinette said. Oh, good night. You you can't can't be done. Be glad we've got all those witnesses. We have the Word of God now. But we also have human witnesses that witnessed it all, over 400. And the Apostle Paul face-to-face for three years, plus caught up to glory. You see? See? See, there's a trouble there, isn't it? It all rolls in a big circle right back to one thing. Belief. Trust. Faith. The just shall live by faith. Not by belief, but by faith. Pistos in the Greek. Belief. That belief is not is not that belief is not the type of belief of just believing telephone poles standing out there because you can look at it and see it. Okay? It's a belief that you know the telephone poles out there because you were told that it was out there and you trusted that you're the one that communicated to you was telling you the truth. And that's a bad illustration, but that's as close as I can come up with at this particular second. Continue on, brother. Uh, David Hummel brought up a, a good verse about, you know, the hard language. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? Sure. Okay. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 4. Oh, I know and where he, he's going. Go ahead. Yeah. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of an hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of a, of a strange speech and of an hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me, for all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. Amen. That's it goes in line with this crew that just wanted to kill Christ. That's exactly right. It sure does. Good, good verse, brother Dave. Both Daves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David. Humble. David H. and and David K. David K. Smith. Y'all remember him? Or y'all too young? David K. Smith, no? Yeah. He was a news presenter, as they say over in England. Broadcaster. David yeah. K. Smith. Remember him now? No. Nope. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, it's 
thought of that when I said David Gay. Go ahead, Chad. Matthew chapter 22. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king. Oh, well, let me say this, but, but I can't get by without quoting this verse on the topic of belief and faith. The Lord even said, when he returned, he asked the question, would he find faith? The implications are, it's going to be so hard to find someone with believing faith that they'll be scarce as hen's teeth. In other words, it's remnant theology. Mm-hmm. Will he find faith on the earth? Because everything has turned so fleshy and selfish and and all about me and I and my family and my loved ones and my this, my that, and my the other, just like just like the old slewfoot seraphim, the old anointed cherub, I will do this, I will do that. Folks, you can't separate it with a separating machine. They're connected. They're connected. People don't like it when I harp and scream about what you like don't matter, what I like don't matter. It's what God likes that matters. It's what your brother likes that matters, not you. Love thy neighbor or thy brother as thyself. Now, come on, think about that one for a second. Do you take care of yourself? Oh, man. You could preach on that for two hours. You know, there's a, I, I take care to the best of my ability that y'all allow me to. Financially, this this uh, weak-minded person, everybody knows him as Joey. Y'all know me talk about Joey, right? Yes. Y'all hear me talk about Joey. This guy's not playing with a full deck, and and there's a couple of more that I don't talk about. That's part of the part of my ministry. It used to be a, an older lady. She's dead now. Brother Pete met her. Got to help take care of her. Had to go over to her house and stuff like that. But folks, if y'all think that I'm that well, anyway, I'm just telling you, it's about there's more joy in serving others than you could possibly wrap your spiritual mind around unless you're familiar with it. And it's not hard to find out those. It's not hard to pick out those that are not familiar with it because of the fruit on the tree. You don't have to see the fruit to know it's not there. Let's see, I think it was John. Um, Was it John, Brother Dave, or was it James that said if you 
or if you said if you see a brother have need of something and you don't, and tell him to go be warmed and filled, that's in James, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, go over there and read that verse. Okay. I show you yourself. Well, I would never do that. Well, no, boy. What we and I include myself in this, and and our people in this, we have a habit of steering clear of situations where we don't, we can't slap this down on ourselves. See. By our own um, Jacobness, I'll say. Jacob was a conniving heathen, okay? That was always out for himself and his self gain. We'll get into that too next time we when we when we're in Genesis. You ain't, ain't no ifs and buts about it. Oh, 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 Jacob. Oh, Israel. He was a conniver man. Always slipping and sliding and hiding the cards and all, you know. Uh, he just was. So we're supposed to be the opposite of that. We're supposed to be about the other. Because if the the other is put first, the brother, the sister, is put first, then the Lord doubles and triples down on taking care of you. See, but you've got to believe that and apply it to find out it's true. And that's just one little old bitty simple thing in Christianity. One of these nights I ought to have a testimony service from some of the ones that uh, support this ministry and let them just give you a testimony of how the Lord has blessed them, the ones that regularly supported this ministry. And some of them never laid eyes on me. Some of them have, some of them haven't. Can I get an amen out of that one? Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, brother, James, go, ahead, go ahead and read that yes. James chapter 2, verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. In other words, in other words, let me put it up in up to date English, okay? You're supposed to be put as a, if you're commanded to be supporting somebody, you're not. But you're in my thoughts and prayers. That's the world's way. Oh, they're in our thoughts and prayers. I hate that. That makes my blood curl every time I hear somebody on the radio say, oh, they're in our thoughts and prayers. If you ask that person to pray, I bet you they would stutter and stumble and spit all over themselves. Wouldn't be able to pray for three seconds. Thoughts and prayers. Find that in the scriptures anywhere. The politicians always say that. Yes, they do, brother. Yes, they do. Talking out both sides of the mouth, we've we got them in our thoughts and prayers. You might have had them there for a millisecond, but you can rest assured the time you turn the head around, they're gone. See, folks, listen. Catholics say prayers. I want you to hear me, hear me out here. Catholics say prayers. Religious people say prayers. Christians pray. Because we talk to somebody we have a relationship with. 
on a first-name, personal basis, coming boldly before the throne of grace, that we may have grace to help in time of need. There's a total, total difference. Christians pray, and they pray directly. They have a one. They have a direct line to the throne. It may be intercepted on the way there, but we have a we have someone that stands in our stead fighting for us on the other side of the veil. We went over that the other night. But this is where it says is see somebody destitute of food and clothing, you can break that down into anything. It hadn't got to be food and clothing. It can be broken down to anything. We're too selfish. We're too rich to ourselves. We treat ourselves too well. When we do others treat others well, we not only let we not only get the joy of being able to serve the one that gave it all for us, but we lay up treasures in heaven. Continue, Brother Dave. Go ahead and finish it on out. Okay. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Amen. Absolutely. You, you, you go go argue with the fence post, and you'll get you'll get further. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brother Chad. Matthew 22 and 2. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. What what verse are you in, brother? Uh, Matthew chapter uh, 22, verse 2 and 3. You didn't jump into 20? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't scroll down too far. Okay, let's go right ahead. What time is it? 10 after 8. Okay, we're not going to go too much longer because Brother Kevin and some of the folks has got to work tomorrow. So, let's All right. do, do, do you want to leave the wedding for next time? And, and yeah, and let's we'll... let's do that. Let's leave the wedding for the next time because I've got I'm going to carry y'all, Lord willing. I'm going, I'm going to try to run uh, a bunch of different references on this wedding and the wedding supper, the difference between the bride between yeah. the friend of the bridegroom and the best man and the guest at the marriage supper versus yeah. the bride of Christ, all that stuff that <laughs> nobody talks about, that nobody does. And I'm sure you folks might enjoy those with the ears to hear, you know, and eyes to see and, and love this book and love the Lord. I think it'll be a blessing to you. Oh, that's that's what I was hoping for. I want that. I want the whole I want a whole hour just on that, my Yeah, man, well, that that's great. what it'll that's what it'll be at least at least an hour. At Praise least. God, hallelujah. Is there any questions in the chat room about what we covered? And oh, by the way, people in the chat room, just in case some of my my two brothers here and I forget myself about communion next Sunday night, y'all can bring it up as well, brother Pete, or just remind me. Because, like I said, it's been quite a while. We've had communion two or three times before on there, but we we need we we definitely need to get it 
done this year before before the year's out. So I'd like to do it next Sunday night. Yeah, and you great. don't have to have real wine, and you don't have to have real wine. You can just have a piece of saltine cracker and a glass of water. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's not a it's not a fleshy thing, a materialistic thing. It don't matter. So, but if you got wine, fine. If you got grape juice, fine. If you got crackers, fine. If you got wafer, fine. But just remember, it's spiritual, not literal. And yes. we'll, we'll go over all that before we partake. Because if you partake unworthily, that means the manner of by which you partake, then there's condemnation involved with it. I said unworthily, adverb, adworthily, didn't say partake unworthy. Because ain't none of us worthy to do it. It's Amen. partake unworthily, see. The manner by which you partake. So anyway, without getting into it now, Brother Dave, you would dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Father, in Jesus' name, we come again and we give you thanks for this message tonight, for the word being shared to us and being taught by the presence of the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And we give you thanks, Lord Jesus, that you teach taught us tonight your word and encouraged us to take a new to take a new path to do works of faith in ever increasing ways that we would supply our brothers and sisters' needs and especially the pastors' needs, those who labor in the word for us. And Lord, I pray that you would move upon the hearts of people like you have tonight and that you would convict them even more of the necessity of obeying scriptures, not just the ones we like, Yes, oh, you know, the ones we like about how we get a hundredfold blessing or the one we like where we get protection or the one where, well, you know, we get the Holy Spirit as a down payment or, or the one that says we got a ticket to heaven that can never be taken from us. We all like all those ones. But this other one to give to those who labor in the Word and teach us is just as true. And just as much a command as any of the others. And tonight, Lord, I pray that you bless those who step out for the very first time and those who've given many times. But I pray, Lord, for those who step out in faith. Yes, Father. That for the very first time to make a substantial offering that they would know that your word is true and that your word is a blessing and that you bless them in return in whatever manner and way that you desire, Lord Jesus. But I pray that you build your church, you perfect your bride, and we know that you will do these things for your people, for your bride. And Lord, I, I just give you thanks in advance that there's going to be some new testimonies of the great grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for the rewards that will be given on the other side, the more important ones. 
the more important and eternal rewards that never fade. We give you thanks for them. And Lord, I pray that all those who are in pain or suffering, that they have, Lord, their suffering alleviated, that they have comfort, that they would have a good night's sleep. I pray for a good night's sleep, Lord, for Pastor Don, that he'd have a good night's sleep tonight and awaken feeling refreshed. And Lord, I pray that this disease, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that this sickness be gone in the name of Jesus to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the healer. I can't heal anyone, can't even heal a flea. But Lord Jesus, you have ensured healing through your work on the cross, and you showed your nature and desire to heal as you walked this earth. And you haven't changed, but you also have other reasons for doing other things. And I pray that if your will of healing be accomplished tonight for Pastor Don and for all those who listen tonight who have need. And I pray, Lord, that those who have financial needs, that they too would make their needs known to the rest of us, Lord, and we can meet them as you provide for to us the ability to do so. And for all these things, Lord Jesus, I'm truly grateful. I thank you for doing them. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 Folks, you know what a funny thing is? The Lord intends for each one under the sound of my voice to be rich beyond measure. Do you know that? His desire is for each one of you to be rich beyond measure. Problem is, it's not this world, it's the next. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, That's not a problem. problem. That's no problem. <laughs> Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. Lay up treasure in heaven where moth does not corrupt, see? Amen. Yes, that's eternal. And and the way you distinguish where a Christian's heart at heart set is not what Brother Don says, it's what the Lord said. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's so true. Matthew, absolutely, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. And in Colossians chapter 3, the first four verses. Okay, folks, Lord willing and health permitting, we will be back tomorrow night, and I think we will... We'll be in Genesis tomorrow night, or we'll take another dive into the underworld. I haven't made up my mind yet, but we'll see what the Lord makes my mind up sometime tonight. I love each and every one of you, and may God's grace, mercy, and love go with each and every one of you, and may your prayers be answered to the fullest. And I ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good night, guys. Contact. Brother Dave. Oh, yes. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number is 334-397-2333. Pastor Don's email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And if you have a PayPal account, It's easy to open one, I hear. I don't have one. But if you have a PayPal account, you can go there and enter Pastor Don's account number, which is the same as his email, 
respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and you can make an electronically transfer your offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to Pastor Don. Or you can send cards and letters and offerings and requests, picture of yourself that can be prayed so when we remember you in prayer, we can lay hands on that picture of you and pray and think of you. Mailing address, 3155 Louisville Street. Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. That's 3155 Louisville Street. Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. Zip code 36017. 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless each and every one of you, and keep your sword sharp, folks, because the enemy is always right around the corner. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.